I don't know how to start a show anymore, guys. I don't know how to do it. I've forgotten. I've forgotten. I've given up. I'm putting in, you know, a lot less effort than ever before. And I like it. I'm enjoying it. I don't know what that means to you. I don't know if that means that you are also enjoying it. But keep in mind, it's a lot of work. And... At least at this point, with the way I'm doing it, oh man, a lot less work. Not nearly as, you know, time-consuming as it was before. We knock out episodes, no problem, alright? And I say knock out episodes because I'm just doing it for the money, folks. You know this. You know this, alright? So I literally only put out episodes because of the money. All right, all the sponsors coming in, advertisers, dude. We're we're on the upswing. We're on the upswing. Things can only look more up from here, right? We're having fun with it. We're having fun. But this is Free Water. I am Patty Broken Skull. As always, you know, having a blast. Guys, go check out Don't Leave It to the Judges if you really want to see me put some effort into podcasting. And even then, not that much effort. But it is a fun show, even if you don't like MMA. And maybe you don't like MMA, and don't leave it to the judges. We'll turn you to, uh, you know, maybe a a 1FC type of viewer. Maybe a Bellator fan. Nonetheless, we got some fun stuff to talk about, I guess. I don't know. It's probably not fun. Who cares? Because everyone's talking about it. Most of the stuff I do is just, you know, mentioning or (laughs) putting my own take or opinion on the same thing everybody else talks about, guys. We're, we're just following suit, you know? Just like the International Podcast, National Podcast Day, we just want to fit in, right? We just want to be like everybody else, goddammit. I honestly wish I could get like eight fucking ads in an hour-long episode. That'd be fantastic, dude, because then you're really looking at, what, 45 minutes of actual podcasting that you have to do? You know, and you can, if you're like Steve O, you can use some of your podcasting time to just talk about how much you love your sponsors. Not a sponsored ad by any means, just you saying how much you actually do enjoy using Manscaped or Sheath or whatever, right? You can take up literal podcast minutes mentioning it, and no one's going to question you. 
no one's going to be like, hey, man, stand up. You know what I mean? Because he's clearly on his knees for all these fucking sponsors. Like, how broke are you, Steve-O? That's insane. Same thing with, like, YMH. They do the same shit. There's 97 ads in that podcast. I mean, any podcast that is on, that has Tom Segura in it as a host, there's 33,000 fucking ads. You can sit there and pay for the premium version of YouTube. You're still going to see a fucking ad for Sattva. Like, we got it, dude. At this point, every episode's sponsored by Sattva. You don't got to tell us anymore. I just want all these brands to fail. Just to prove that the podcasters that are pushing these uh, products don't have fans that actually give a fuck. Like, most of the fans that... I guarantee you they get higher numbers for the shit that's free than they do for the shit that's, you know, costs money. Right? Like, you're gonna you're gonna see... 2 million views on your YouTube channel. You're not going to see 2 million on your Patreon. Alright? That's just what it is. So you can't think that the people that are also watching the free version also have the ability to buy fucking some Lucy gum. Right? And how many people are getting a new mattress? Like, your fans are pretty consistent. It's the same people that come to the episode every single week. At a certain point, all of them had to have gotten a Sattva mattress because of you, right? Everybody will have had to use your sponsor code for DraftKings, right? How funny is it, though, all these comedians that are doing podcasts and they're, they're sponsored by DraftKings and yet Kevin Hart's on the website? How do you guys feel about that? That's your guy. He's a guy just like you, but he's not doing a podcast talking about, hey, $5 will get you $200. He's doing the commercial for television, getting paid real, real money. And you're getting paid, what, a couple thousand dollars? You know? I have no idea, because the, the only time that I've ever been close to being sponsored, there was never any talk of actual money. It was just, hey, here's our product, we'd like you to try it. And it's pretty clear that the people that were trying to sponsor the show in the first place weren't actual listeners or fans, because it was like nootropics and shit. It was like vitamins. And I don't know what I've been doing throughout this podcast that would make somebody assume that I'm just popping vitamins willy-nilly every morning. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Life's too short to waste your time giving a shit. <laughs> oh, jeez. We have fun. We have fun. Uh, I'm trying to, like I said in the last episode, National Podcast Day, uh, I'm trying to put some clips out there on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Studios. Uh, just to give, you know, sort of bring in another fan base that might not actually be listening to the podcast anywhere. They just happen to find my YouTube channel, which would be weird. I mean, it did start to, I really started getting numbers on the YouTube channel once I started the 60 second reviews. Uh, so I'm just trying to take those people and get them to realize I also do a podcast that is not nearly as good as the 60 second reviews, you know, just because there's, you know, 400 times the amount of not jokes. So, that's the free water podcast portion of this. This medium. This art that I do so consistently. You know, I wish I was one of those people that wanted to cross-promote all of my things. Because you guys know I do the fucking metal vocals and covers and shit like that. Why wouldn't I be putting it in my podcast? Because there's no crossover there. Right? There's no people that are like, hey man, we'd love to hear you (laughs) fucking... Your 
700th attempt at a Lorna Shore cover in the middle of a podcast. Like, nah, man. Because you know what that requires? Editing. And that's just something I don't like at this point. I'm not, I'm not much of an editor anymore. I used to really go out of my way to fancy this shit up and make it nice. But it comes to a point where you're like, oh, oh, the people that are making thousands of dollars off of podcasting are not putting in the effort that people that are making zero dollars on podcasting are. And they never have. Okay? How do I know this? Because we've all seen ads on a podcast where the the comedian is reading the ad and he doesn't have a microphone. He's doing it on his cell phone or over Zoom. And you're like, oh my God, and you're getting paid for this? You're getting paid to do this improperly. They don't put any effort into it either. Nobody's being creative. They're all reading straight from a fucking white piece of paper because they're not that creative. They're not that creative. Okay, if they were more creative, they wouldn't need the piece of paper. They would just be told, hey, we got we to gotta get this information out for this link. Everything else is up to you. Be honest. But instead, we're left with these fucking robots. These robots that sit so highly upon the throne of stage performance that can't fucking improvise even a little bit. You know? And yet stand-up comedians are so quick to shit on the, the sketch artist or the improv artist, and yet it comes to the script they have to read, they can't be creative for even a second. They all want to be actors. My God, they want to be actors. They want to be in movies and shit, and they think it should just be handed to them. But yet they don't put in the work. Because that's the first place you do it. The ads. The part of the show that is guaranteed to be seen by people with real money. Okay, because you have to send in all of the codes for the times that you talk about the product. Okay, so if it's a pre-roll, you send it, you send a hey, eight minutes, 13 seconds. We, we did the fucking Satva ad. There you go. 22 minutes. We did a fucking, you know, because it is every fucking 15 minutes. Honestly, there's a new ad. And you have to tell them you have to tell them, hey, that's where the ad is. And they have to go listen to it. That's why podcasters will lose sponsors because. They didn't do the ad properly. They said some fucked up shit. Whatever. But nobody cares about the production part. They don't care that it sounds like shit. Looks like shit. It's clear they don't give a shit. Nobody cares about that. We'll still give you your money because you mentioned our name. And you got people that pay attention to you. It's so fucking lazy, dude. Especially the podcasts that have a producer on set. Right? So lazy. You don't have to do anything. You're not even attempting to do anything. You're being fed shit. And we're supposed to just sit back and be like, oh my God, dude. You should be making 40 grand a month. You know? You should be. Because it is hard. You know? The ones that should be making that kind of money are the ones that are putting in all the work themselves. The ones that are editing, promoting, you know, uh, scheduling guests. They do all the work. They should make the most money, but that's never been how it works, guys. It's the ones that put in the least amount of effort that get the biggest reward. So here we are. Here we are, not trying. 
And speaking of not trying, we're going to talk about something that everybody else has probably talked about. Your actual favorite podcast has definitely covered this because they're more consistent and better and smarter and more beautiful than me. So, of course, they would be more successful and do that, uh, you know, hit these topics long before I ever had a chance to. And I'll, I'll just sound like a broken record repeating lines I've heard before. Uh, so let's talk about Dahmer, right? Let's talk about Dahmer. Let's get true crime on this episode. Uh, not really true crime. It's more or less, hey, let's get documentary entertainment uh, TV series <laughs> review podcast time. Because, I don't know, it's like a 57-episode uh, series. No, I'm just kidding. I think it's like 10 episodes. It was fucking long as shit, though, guys. It felt so long. I mean, so many of the scenes, so many of the different killings, just one minute longer than they should be. It felt like, hey, get to the part where it's done, where he freaks out, where he sobers up. Because the crazy thing that people forget is Dahmer was fucking blackout drunk almost always from the age of 17 until he fucking died, right? Until he was killed. Blackout drunk, just drinking nonstop, by himself all the time, and we've all been shit-faced before, and we all know how quickly a fucked-up situation sobers you up. Yeah? Well, how come Dahmer never seemed to have that? You know? He'd go and knock a dude out with a fucking uh, a dumbbell and then have two more beers. And be like, well, got to do something with this. It was never like, oh, whoops, that was weird. How did that happen? I'm back to reality. It was like his reality was already so skewed it didn't fucking matter. His reality was, you know, Gotham City. Is it Gotham City? I don't care. Uh... But the series was intense, too, you know. People are talking about this as if this was something that was supposed to represent Dahmer in, the, in, in a positive light or to make him look even more monstrous. When you actually look into it, these stories, these scenes, uh, were not put together uh, to help you know more about Dahmer. The series wasn't put together to let you know more about this serial killer who tried to make zombies, Okay. The series was about the victims. It was about their families. It was about the the police that fucked up. It wasn't about Dahmer. There's been too many... Through the history of entertainment, there's been too many of these movies and TV shows that glorify those fucking people. Those freaks, if you will. And no matter how fucked up this person was, like, in the sense that... He he, he had... stuff wrong with him look at his family look at his parents you know look at the brother everybody we know somebody that has that exact same situation mom runs off with part of the family dad's working his ass off so he's not around you're back and forth through your grandparents house and guess what guys they didn't try to make human zombies so what's the excuse they usually just stick with just drinking drinking themselves into oblivion and living in a one-bedroom apartment They're okay with that. They don't got to kill people. But he did. 
either way, what I'm getting at is it is an interesting series because it is from those other people's uh, perspectives instead of just, hey, look, this is why Dahmer's so fucked up. It was more or less about the people that the cops let go back inside or the people that somehow got swindled to come back to his place because it was never, at least from the series, it never seemed to me like the victims really wanted anything to do with Dahmer. It's not like they thought that he was attractive or interesting or he seemed cool. It was like they were like, ah, he's got more beer. Because that's even what he would say. Oh, I got more beer back at the place. We can lift weights and, you know, do some Tybo. <laughs> we, right? We can work on this whole, you know, trying to make a person into a zombie thing. What? No, no, I mean, it's not you, of course. We'll just, just look at crazy stuff on the internet, man. Um, yeah, it's fun, though. It's fun. It's gripping. I'll say that, but I question a lot of Ryan Murphy and Brad Felusiak, whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, I question a lot of their motives behind the stuff they make because it's all obviously creepy. It's it's obviously strange, but I mean, let's just look here, right? Versace, Dahmer, okay. What do they have in common? Dead. That's right. Both dead. Both killed. By, well, Dahmer was a killer, but he was also killed. And that was a, a very interesting perspective to see, too. Uh, the perspective of the guy who eventually takes Dahmer's life, right? Because I don't think anything, anything besides the internet has ever covered that. There's never been any form of entertainment or television show or movie or documentary that's been like, oh, well, this is why he decided to kill him. And people people forget, too, Dahmer wasn't the only one he killed. He killed two dudes in that, you know, gymnasium or whatever the fuck it was. So the guy clearly was dealing with stuff before he got there. While he got, when he was there, he turned Christian. And then he runs into Dahmer, who is... You know, essentially killing his people, he, he, he took revenge. And the, the crazy thing, too, I guess it's not crazy. It seems so obvious, considering when Dahmer was arrested, he said he wants the chair, just kill him type shit. That when he was finally beat to death, he just accepted it. But again, it does it shows you the cowardice of these serial killers and these dudes that are so heavily worshipped in that culture and you gotta think why you know why they're not good by any stretch of the imagination there's just no good there and then they're also not anything really to fear even after the fact right you look back and you're like what a fucking weak piece of shit what a horrible person what a what a barely person you know almost not a person it's a tragedy because unlike a lot of them Dahmer had said that he had been like this for a long time that's how he basically came into the world was like that and then you have all these other triggers that are put around him to sort of incite this and make him sort of better at it. 
or more interested in it because it was essentially like, oh, I just don't want to be told what to do by an adult person. You know? And that's a mentality of like a 17-year-old. So what I think this was is just a, a clear, you know, stalemate of his growth as a person. Because at 17, when he got stuck in that house by himself, he essentially was forced into this adulthood that he was unprepared for. <laughs> I'm not giving him excuses whatsoever. I'm simply trying to analyze this myself and, you know, clarify it a little better in my mind that he was stunted. Because even at its most difficult, when it comes to relationships, whether it be, uh, you know, somebody who's a partner or somebody who's a friend, you will eventually figure it out. You'll find your thing, okay, to make you, make it a possibility to be in a real relationship with a person, even if it's family. But what I'm saying simply is, to have this thing in your head that says that you can't deal with another person's authority, you know, one way or the other over me, that I have to make them uh, a, a walking zombie, you're crazy. You're crazy. But you also can't say that... I don't know, it's just fucked up. Let's move on to the next thing, because this is also a weird-ass thing. Uh the series situation, I don't know, three episodes, whatever. I mean, Netflix is just reaching. Reaching. Right? They're just redoing a lot of shit. Right, we could do it better. We got better monies. And it's the bling ring. Talking about it again. Bringing it up again. Bringing it up again to the point where the people that got robbed by these kids aren't even really celebrities anymore. Fucking Lindsay Lohan? Paris Hilton? Orlando Bloom? Right? Most of you not celebrities no more. So this bling ring shit wasn't for them. It was for these fucking criminals. It was to popularize these fucking criminals because they stole from the, uh, the ultra-wealthy I mean, the whole thing was simply this fucking dude in a fedora talking about how he wished he was an actor, couldn't cut it, and then he decided to start robbing celebrities like some sort of fucking, you know, uh, criminal version of Perez Hilton. And also, has that fucking guy not gotten so goddamn ugly? As if he wasn't ugly out of the gate. At least out of the gate when he was the internet troll type of person talking shit about celebrities, he, there was, he looked sort of normal. Right? You couldn't he was a strange guy, for sure, but he he looked normal enough. And now you see him and you're like, what the fuck happened, dude? What happened to you? I mean, you look like you've been standing too close to a microwave. What the fuck's going on? Disgusting creature. Disgusting. And they always go to this fucking guy about celebrities because by God he has nothing else. Nothing else. <laughs> right? I mean the quintessential fucking hey. I'm I'm famous or popular because of other people's popularity and success, not because of anything I've done on my own. It's insane. But let's keep going to him. Valid source. Has he been relevant either? Like this entire bling ring fucking documentary was about a bunch of unknowns. It should just be called, hey, remember when these used to be rich people got robbed? Well, 
Hey, remember when uh, remember when Paris Hilton had a TV show? Yeah, me neither. Nobody does, man. Now she's doing a cooking show for some goddamn reason. It's insane, dude. What people consider entertainment is insane. And then you see the influence of it where it's like, oh, well, Kardashians are fucking, you know, spending money on this or doing things that way. Fucking eyelashes, fake tits and asses. Well, I'm going to do it. So then you see all these copies of these people and just less and less creative personalities or interesting people being created, you know, or put out into the world or, you know, having their talents um, fluffed, (laughs) if you will, Uh, watered, maybe. You don't see it. You don't see it. Instead, you see a bunch of these fucking just hacky nobodies with zero personality constantly getting the fucking you know, the golden goblet, the trophy. And it's insane because you know for a fact that deep down these people are just fucking frauds. Straight up frauds. Even the ones closer to my level. It's like, you're a fucking fraud, dude. 100% fraud. There's nothing interesting about you. I mean, I can say this, though, at least when it comes to comparing these two things that I watched being Dahmer and the Bling Ring... I didn't... I hated the bling ring people way more than I hated the Dahmer shit. Like, it's just so gross, man. Because at this point... Because at this point, like, history has passed so much so that... The Dahmer stuff feels more like a a cinematic presentation than it does an actual story. You know? And then the real shit is just still in that person's head who's no longer around here. You only get so much of the tale, right? Now, this is what we assume he was attempting to do. He didn't tell us. Well, this is what he told us he was attempting to do, but this is what we found. It's all hearsay. Unless you were actually there. Because they were survivors, man. People got away from Dahmer. Nobody got away from the bling ring. You know? And honestly, those fuckers should have been locked up way longer, dude. Several burglaries of very, very wealthy people. I'm sorry, but if I was that rich, even if they stole from me and it was completely replaceable because of insurance and etc., I would put you away for life. And just uh, fullest extent of the law. Give me six lawyers. We're taking you down for the rest of your life. Because there's nothing that is uh, outside of maybe murder. There's nothing more disgusting than the invasion of somebody's privacy, like somebody coming in to your house, a stranger, and going through your sock drawer. Your most personal item. Somebody getting sitting in your car for longer than a half a second as a stranger, right? This this touching of, I don't know, it's just so unclean to me. Having a stranger of any kind messing with your things without permission. It's just, it's, I don't know. It's hard to explain the feeling, but you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Like, that. it's just a queasy, like, ugh. Well, I... Someone was here, dude. It's strange. Hard to explain, but you know what I'm talking about. Evan Peters, hell of an actor. Uh, Sorry it didn't work out for the fedora dude in the bling ring. You know, he did some child acting shit. Uh, Sorry that his friends don't like him anymore. I'm sure the guy's fucking a choreographer, some shit for music videos or whatever. 
he's probably doing something fine. Uh, I mean, most guys in fedoras, seriously in fedoras, probably have some sort of career within uh, producing music or whatever. But I mean, how irrelevant do you have to be to get a Netflix documentary and be excited to talk about the fact that you stole from Paris Hilton? Stop it, dude. Are we supposed to be impressed with the fact that they found out these when these fuckers weren't going to be home and went to their houses? Like, oh man, you guys are like real, legit cat burglars, dude. When's the Pink Panther coming to get you, dude? It's weird. Because the way he like talked about it was so grandiose. Like, oh, look at me. Look at how cool we were. It's like, dude, you, uh, you stole clothes from women. Like, a lot of women. You know, what value does that have for you? Because even if you were just selling them, wouldn't that be weird? How do you explain that? Here I have two duffel bags full of name brand clothes for women. I'd like $30, please. Like, well, where the fuck did you get all these clothes? Like, I'm not a detective at all, but it's clear that you're a guy and these are all women's clothes, like grown adult women's clothes. Very weird. Very weird. But he was super stoked about it. He really acted like, I'm a fucking mastermind. Look at me go. Imagine the things we could have accomplished if we didn't get caught. Just a real scumbag. I mean, truthfully, I I honestly wish he was on a different documentary like the fucking Michael Jackson one. I wish he was one of those kids instead of the fucking bling ring captain with his fucking sailor's hat on. Sit down, fucking dumbass. Just the worst people, man. The worst. But that's what we find entertaining. Otherwise, the Kardashians wouldn't be so relevant. If trash wasn't so so highly popularized, you guys probably wouldn't listen to my shit, right? But I'm just keeping it real, Daddy. I'm just keeping it real. Because what else can we do with so much fucking fraud in the world? Like, when I found out that Operation Repo was staged, I lost all faith in reality television, guys. Alright, I mean, the UFC, the Ultimate Fighter, of course, is 100% real and everything in that shit is, is uh, you know, authentic. Everything else has been fake. It's been set up. I mean, the hills, Laguna Beach, come on, guys. We know what the fuck they're doing. They're cooking it up. They're messing with the books. And that's not cool. But yeah, um, I think that's the episode, folks. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you've enjoyed the last couple episodes. You know, we're getting them out there to you. Support the show by subscribing wherever you listen, of course. And uh, patreon.com slash podculture. And hopefully next episode I won't be as stuffy as I am now. This weather change hasn't been good to me. But it hasn't been so bad because at least I've avoided COVID. You know, we're still alive, still chugging along. And, uh... Still doing better than your favorite podcast because they care. You know? Because they care. (laughs) I'd be surprised. I have to wonder how many people get this far. You listen to the whole fucking half hour, dude? Huh? It's dumb. Don't do that. I mean, what am I giving to you? Unless you're sitting there taking notes on what quality is, I don't know what you're listening to the entire episode for, okay? Find something else to do, man. Maybe watch some YouTube guitar videos and 
leave shitty comments. Bye. When I am dead and have passed on to the next world, I want you to kiss my hairy buttocks!